Welcome to Refocus. I'm your host, Trevor Wilson. This is a podcast of Sunday school lessons that I've taught, some sermons that I have preached. Uh, I have various guests at different times. Uh, Basically, the, the whole idea is to just kind of refocus back on the Word of God, going back to those Bible stories, studying the scriptures. Let's just, just kind of get out of ourselves, out of our own thinking, and go back to the Word of God and see what He has to say. I love those old Sunday school lessons when we were kids. We seem to have gotten away from some of those, just the bare bones bottom of what the Word of God, the meat and potatoes, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it and pass along and share. Now, let's get to the lesson. Well, here we are again, down to chapter 18. This is Steve Wilson, um, chapter 18, the book of Matthew. Uh, we have progressed pretty far so far. Counting this chapter, we still have 11 more to go. And then we'll be through the book of Matthew. Maybe we'll pick something up at that point in time. Don't know, but... For the time being, we're still going through my favorite book, as I've told you before, um, and I'm enjoying going through Matthew once again. Every time I go through it uh, in a study format, I think I learn more than uh, more than the people that I'm talking to. Um, <clears throat> but you know, it's just a great book, and uh, so here we are, chapter 18. Um, chapter 18 starts off with a question: Disciples ask. In verse 1, it says, At the same time, the disciples uh, came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? This question kicks off a discussion. It kind of really continues through the whole chapter. Jesus answers in um, several different ways. Uh, and, of course, you'll see that as we go through each of these sections. Um, the first one he begins to talk about, um, children, um, you know, kind of the child sermon here that Jesus uses to illustrate um, who is important. I think in general, he's trying to point out the things that we think make people more important are not the things, obviously, that he thinks make people more important. So he gives several different dissertations um, regarding an answer, really, to that question. Um, if you look at them, you'll see that that's really, you know, where he's headed with each of them. But uh, he talks about, uh, of course, the children, and that's the one we're going to address mostly on this particular segment. Then he talks about the lost sheep uh, and the master and the uh, owner of the sheep going after the one that's lost. Uh, he even talks about discipline in the church, but it has to do with forgiveness. And, you know, then he goes into how many times shall we forgive? And he gives an illustration on forgiveness to close out the book. So um, in each of those, he's talking about the characteristics of those who desire to be great in heaven. Um, and we've talked before, uh, um, you know, about the fact that there really, there really, really is no ranking in heaven. And we'll cover that again, I think, in chapter 20. He really gets into that pretty heavily. Um, but, you know, when we get there, we'll talk about it more. So anyway, here we are. In chapter 18, and disciples have come to Jesus, and they've asked him, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So, as Jesus is uh, receiving this question, 
he then calls to him a child. It says, And Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst of them. Now, I don't know who picked the child, how they picked the child, where this child came from. I have no idea. The Bible doesn't talk about that. It's just a little child. It doesn't really say how old they are. I think you and I probably are picturing, of course, an elementary age child, anywhere from 2 to 10, maybe, somewhere in that range. I don't really know. But the point is, he calls to him a child. So when, you know, when we think of children, you know, we begin to think of the characteristics of a child. Um, and when, when you look at a child, there are, there are things that come to mind, at least to me, when we begin talking about a child. It, it's one, and maybe the biggest thing, is that a child is just trusting. I mean, you all know that you have to teach your children not to talk to strangers, and, uh, you know, to stay close to mom and dad, don't wander off, um, that sort of thing. And, and that's because a child is trusting. You know, they, they're being taught to respect their elders and, and all that sort of thing. And besides, um, you know, they, they don't know anything but to trust someone who is in a superior position to them. They don't know anything about evil. So they just assume everybody is... Uh, you know, is good, and and they'll go to who whomever. Um, so somebody offers them candy to jump in a van, they'll do it. So you have to warn children about things like that because they're so trusting. Children are innocent; they're not aware of sin. They don't know anything about really good and bad. Those are things that they need to be taught. Now, our sin nature naturally inclines us to do things that are disobedient. But that's a natural response. That's not a, a thought response. We don't reason those things out until we're older. And then we make conscious decisions to sin and rebel against God. But as a child, they're innocent because they don't know the difference, really, between good and bad. That's one of the things they need to be taught. Children are very um, receptive. Um, they will receive, especially something that's shiny and sweet and and, uh, you know, looks like it's fun, anything like that. If you offer something to a child, they'll, they'll take it. You know, they'll receive any good gift. Um, but another big thing is they're defenseless. Um, they uh, are certainly in, in no way capable of defending themselves against someone who is bigger, stronger, wiser, and all those things. So... You know, that's when you think of a child, you know, and there's probably some other characteristics too, but those are four of the big ones, I think, that, you know, Jesus is, he's kind of naturally assuming that people are aware of this, and he says, you know, this is, this is a child, this is what you need to be like. Um, but another thing about a child in response really to this question is that children don't care about rank. For that matter, they don't care about race, they don't care about sex, or anything really that's divisive. Um, all they care about is um, is what we would term as fellowship. They want a buddy. They want somebody to play with, to spend time with. And if they have common interests, you know, they're good to go. Um, so, you know, a, a child has no knowledge of 
why someone would be pre- would be preferred over another. All they're looking for is someone who's like-minded, someone who may enjoy the same things they enjoy. Um, so, you know, those, again, those are the things that we really are thinking about when, uh, about children. So when Jesus calls his child to him, all of these thoughts are going through the mind, the minds of those who are standing around and certainly the minds of those who have asked this question. And so in verse 3, his response is, And said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. So, you need to be changed. Because these are adults who are asking these questions, and he's saying, look, your thinking is all wrong. You're pursuing the wrong things. You're, you're thinking in the wrong direction. You're not, you know, you're not looking at the kingdom of heaven for what it really is. Let me show you. Because... The path you're on is a, is a path of destruction. It's, you need to be converted. You need to be changed. You, you need to be, become suitable, you know, from the position of unsuitable. I mean, when we come before God, we're, we're not suitable. God doesn't want us the way we are. He, he wants us. He wants us to come as we are, but then he wants us to accept the fact that we're sinful creatures and realize that we cannot become what we need to be to enter the kingdom of heaven. Only God can do that, and he did that, of course, through Jesus Christ, his son, the Messiah, who's here trying to explain to these followers of his what it takes to enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, He wants to change people from their sinful nature to a nature that is righteous, that has been cleansed. And, you know, you can't come to Jesus unless you come willing to be converted. And that's what happens to a child. A child is taught. Um, a, a child just doesn't grow on his own. He, he, he learns from, those, from his environment, from his teachers, from his parents, from all, all those around him. And, and, you know, to grow on their own, they'll become unruly. They'll become rebellious. And, and that's not the way God wants us. God wants us to change from what we are. So he says you, you need to become as little children or you won't enter into the kingdom of heaven. Verse 4 says, whosoever, he, he mentions then the criteria, he mentions three criteria. He says, whosoever therefore shall humble themselves as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So he, he mentions first humility. Um, Humility, of course, is the absence of pride. And, you know, we need to recognize the fact that, that as prideful creatures, we're, we generally would pursue something that we can accomplish on our own. And, and we take pride in the fact that we're able to accomplish many things on our own in life, and God does require that we apply our abilities in order to accomplish things in life, but but we take no pride in that. We understand that those things, those gifts come from God. And, and that's the problem that most uh, adults have. They don't want to acknowledge that they can't do something by themselves. And so the first criteria that Jesus uh, puts out there 
is um, to humble ourselves before him to recognize that the only salvation is through Jesus Christ, that we must trust in him. We must have the trust of the little child. You know, Jesus summoned a child to come and to him, and, and the child didn't resist. He came trusting Jesus, and that's what he wants us to do in our lives. If we ever want to enter into the kingdom of heaven, certainly we must recognize that humility is a, a big part of that because the things we've done, the sin in our life, is what's preventing us from getting to heaven, and we have to cast those aside and turn away from them and recognize that we can be forgiven through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So he says then in verse uh, 5, you know, he, he moves on to the second thought, and who shall, whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. Um, you know, when people uh, address children, they take them understanding that they have needs in their lives. They understand that they need to grow, they need to learn. There, there's a, you know, there's a process that's taking place. The immediate change, you know, that is salvation is that we recognize our sin, repent of our sins, we're washed by the blood, that sort of thing. But then as life moves forward, we then need to learn to live in a Christ-like manner. There are so many things that we, we you know, refer back to the world as, as for our reference points, and, you know, we carry the baggage of the world when we look at so much of our behavior. Um, and so what Jesus is saying here, he's saying, look, look at this child. And when this child comes to you, you have to accept this, the fact that this child needs to grow. There are many needs in their lives. They need to be fed. They need to be exercised. They need to be taught. There are so many things in life um, that require our, our, requires our work in order to become Christ-like. Um, we're, that's called sanctification. You know, we grow during the course of our lives. We do good things, we do bad things, but as long as we're growing towards Christ, um, that's, that's, we, we need to understand that that's the process that we are endeavoring. Uh, that's not salvation. That's just trying to be a witness for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we need to, we need to become as a child in that arena. And then he mentions the third thing. He says, But whosoever shall offend one of these little ones, which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Um, we, the world fails, obviously, in all three of these areas. Um, but the world certainly is re, um, rebellious to Christianity. Um, they want no part of it because it's convicting. It, it tells them that they need to be changed, that they need to uh, become humble. All these things that the world rejects, because the world is do your own thing, you know, be your own man, uh, be independent, uh, live life your way, all those things. The world has terrible philosophies to teach us. Um, and, and so what happens is, you know, we become offensive to the little child because we're offensive to Christianity, and and we're part of this world system that is that way. So, you know, one of the things we need to learn as Christians, of course, 
then is to learn to accept Christianity for what it is and what we can learn from it and how we can become better people as a result of it. Hope this has been helpful. We'll pick up uh, verse 7 when we come back. Thank you and God bless.